Hey, it's Mel. And Maddie. And, and this, this is Matter, Matter of Fact. Just two best friends dabbling and speaking with superficial knowledge on our subjects. In other words, a smattering of facts. I forgot that I was supposed to say, and this is. <laughs> That's okay, I got you. Yeah, thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so you were Christmas cookie decorating today? Yes. That's so we cool. Were. I love your festive sweater that you have on. I know, I love. it's really soft. Is it? It looks very cozy. It is. Mine is like a sweatshirt material. I love it. Yeah. I love Christmas. I love sweaters in general. Yes. You guys can't see right now, but we both have our Christmas sweaters on. <laughs> Mine has, um, it's navy, and it has a red pickup truck and a dog wearing a scarf sitting by it, and the truck has a tree in the end of it, a Christmas tree, and little, little stars around it. Mine is, um... <laughs> It's like a beige taupe yeah, yes. color with cream because that's literally like all the colors I wear now. And it's like a fair isle kind of design with like green evergreens on it, evergreen trees. You you described that in the most like graphic designer artistic minded way that you could. It's got like a fair isle design with evergreens on it. That's what it's called. This like I didn't know stuff. that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Mine is a grandma sweater. It's got the double <laughs> neck. I know. I love it. Uh, it's so cozy. It's so great. I love it, too. I'm sitting under my heated blanket, and I have my little candle burning, and my little Christmas tree is lit up. It's very cozy Christmas vibes today. Yeah. We have a lot of snow over here. Really? Like, we have like none. We have like a foot sugar. You have a foot of snow that just came like last night and today. It has not stopped snowing. It's probably like I woke up and it was like six inches, so it has to be like a foot by now. Oh Pretty my much. goodness gracious, that's yeah. a lot of snow. Wow, talk about Christmas vibes. I guess you guys really got the Christmas vibes. I know. <laughs> goodness, no, we we have some. We have a light dusting, and then it, like, kind of melted this morning. Well, no, I'm sure we'll have a white Christmas now, because I don't think it's supposed to warm up again. Yeah. Well, okay, so I'm going out to Wisconsin for Christmas, and the temperatures are... I'm I'm going to pull it up just so oh, that I'm, no. like, completely sure. Uh, oh, hold on. I think I have to search. Oh, just kidding. I don't know how to work this app. Oh, I can look. Okay. Um, hold on. It's right here for when we're gonna be out there. Next, yeah, next like Sunday. Say next Christmas. Saturday. The high is two. <gasps> oh my god! And Sunday the high is four, and the low on Saturday is negative seven, and the low on Sunday is negative ten. So it's gonna be nice and balmy out there. That sounds awful. Even here, it's like a high of like fifteen. Like <laughs> when so my sister and her husband are gonna be out there this like whole next week and on wednesday the low is negative 16 
and they're from florida now they're gonna yeah <laughs> they're not gonna they're gonna uh, want to go back to florida i think yeah they, they'll probably be ready for it by that time my goodness it's gonna be so cold it's like no thank you that's cold, cold. <laughs> yeah but um speaking of christmas and all things christmasy i have Ooh. a little christmas themed podcast for us today oh yay kind of um so it is it is the nutcracker the nutcracker the nutcracker as in like the ballet or as in like the history of like the actual nutcracker the ballet okay (laughs) do you mean like the toy the nutcracker yeah, are we talking? What are we talking? We're gonna talk about the ballet, the <laughs> okay. Nutcracker. Okay, that's that's what happens around this time of year. My sister's actually going to go see it. Like, I'm jealous. Yeah, theirs is really good too. Okay, yeah. So we are currently in the season of like that the most of the commercial world would consider Christmas, but for dancers, since about September, and in some cases earlier than that, like August. Uh, the season is fully, and at this point, really accumulated to Nutcracker. Is that, like, um, the only, like, show that they usually do in, like, this time of year? Like, do they do, like, Nutcracker every year, or do they alternate yes, between? every year. Like, like most companies do it every year. It's a tradition. Tradition! Yes, and we're we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into... There's got to be other like Christmas ballets, or there someone is. Can make a new okay. one. So, yes, okay. So there's like Nutcracker, which is like, like deeply, deeply rooted in traditional. It's mm-hmm. very traditional to do at Christmas. Um, people are very like attached to it as well. So so atta- it has a chokehold. <laughs> On, on the dance community. <laughs> on the dance world and the non-dance world for people who just go see it. Yeah, that's um, true. And the other option that people do around Christmas is Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh, okay. Like that story. Like literally the poem. They go through the poem. I've performed in that one before. I've oh, never done funny. the Nutcracker, actually. I I was going to say, I don't I don't remember you doing that. Um, I've done variations from the Nutcracker. Like little snippets. But I've never actually done like a full nutcracker. So you could be, what is it? Clara? 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 I mean, she's usually danced by a 13 year old. So I guess I, I look 13. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I also, this is like such a side note, but I'm on like dance Instagram and like watch like Instagram reels and people post like all of their like nutcracker fails on there. And, Instead of calling it Nutcracker because they're fails, they call it Buttcracker. <laughs> I just think that's funny. Um, so for those of you who are not familiar with the dance world or don't know the story of Nutcracker. Or the Barbie movie. Or the Barbie movie. <laughs> or the Care Bears movie. Um, I'm going to give you a brief synopsis before getting into the backstory. And then some of the problematic elements that still exist within the production today. Ooh. Ooh. Juicy. Juicy. Spell the tea. Um, so, some backstory. The Nutcracker is a ballet whose music was composed by Tchaikovsky. Oh, okay. yeah. That old guy. 
he also did famously Swan Lake and yeah. Sleeping Beauty. Um, and choreographed started out by Marius uh Petipa and finished by um I don't remember his first name, but Ivanov. Um, in 1892 in Russia. Both of these names, all three of these names, but Petipa and Tchaikovsky are big names yeah. in the dance world. Um, and Petipa did other ballets with Tchaikovsky, like The Sleeping Beauty and The Nutcracker. Um, and both of those also are two-act ballets. But for our case, for our like thing, Nutcracker is a two-act ballet, which means that there's a first half that happens in like one world and then there's a second half that happens in another world mm. it's like there's a in ballets there's like a structure to how they they go usually that's how they gotcha go. okay so i'm trying to i'm gonna try to explain this as best i can so the story of the nutcracker is a greatly simplified story of an adaptation of a story within a flashback of a story oh my gosh so the flashback within the original story tells about how the prince turned into the nutcracker in the first place and was called the tale of the hard nut and (laughs) (laughs) i was actually so glad that i found out this piece of info because the mark morris dance group which you won't know who that is but Mm. other people might did a rendition of the Nutcracker, and they do a rendition of the Nutcracker since like 1991 or something, um, called the Hard Nut, and they came to Detroit this year, and I was like, that is <laughs> such a bad name. Why would you call your Nutcracker the Hard Nut? Oh my and gosh! And it, it really, I think it's pointing back to this like original, the tale of the Hard Nut, which is the the prequel the flashback within the adaptation of the simplified story of the nutcracker okay oh my gosh yeah okay so but what is the actual plot of the nutcracker i'm gonna give you the simplified version well okay wait 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 okay is this like based on well not <laughs> like who like made up the story okay so there's this german guy who wrote the story it's like a fairy tale but it was mm-hmm. not originally written for children. So mm-hmm. it's a very, very simplified. So Lamar. <laughs> yeah. It was it was like... written for like, and it's very graphic. Like the original story is like super graphic. And like, like there's like a whole battle scene within the Nutcracker. And he like goes into like really gory detail and stuff. And so they like revise the whole story for like the ballet to be for children. And for like audiences to enjoy okay (laughs) so the actual plot of the nutcracker very 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 simplified to the best of my ability without making it like too simple so there's a main (laughs) character named clara but sometimes she's called marie or other names but we're gonna call her clara for our purpose why because it just depends on who does it and whose story it is and whatever that's weird. But everyone usually calls her Clara. I could see, like, okay. Marie seems way off. I think that was her original name. And then her name was changed to Clara later. Interesting. Oh, sorry. Okay. So on sorry, Christmas on. Eve, Clara and her family have a party with lots of guests. They dance and have a great time. Woohoo. 
then at some point a mysterious person named Drosselmeyer appears and brings about lifelike toys that entertain the guests and children. Then he presents Clara with a nutcracker. Fritz, Clara's brother, accidentally breaks the nutcracker, but Drosselmeyer fixes it. Woohoo! Oh yeah, and she gets like really mad at her brother or whatever. Yeah. And they like fight over it or something. And yeah, breaks. sometimes like sometimes like Fritz like breaks it on purpose because he's jealous. But mm-hmm. like I think like a lot of stories like he they're just like plain like the boys are like plain battle or whatever because they all have like swords usually. And then like yeah. he like accidentally like bumps into her and breaks it or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, but sometimes they like have Fritz be more mischievous. Again, there's like a there's like usually there's like tons of renditions of this like thing but there's like some things within the ballet that like hold pretty true to like from story to story um okay once everyone leaves the party clara goes back to the parlor to check in on her nutcracker and then the clock strikes midnight and drosselmeyer is sitting on top of the clock and he causes (laughs) i know it's really creepy what Um, usually yeah he's sitting on top of the clock or something and he, like, or he, like, walks through the room and runs through the room or something, and he, like, causes this magic to happen. Um, How rude, though. Like, you're going into someone else's house, and then you just, like, sit on top of their he, clock. Like, he is um, her godfather. I don't know if that makes it any better. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but mice begin to run around, um, and the tree begins to grow. And the room seems to begin to shrink. The nutcracker becomes life-size as well. And like suddenly isn't a toy. Um, and Clara finds herself in a battle between toy soldiers and mice. Life-size mice. Um, and the nutcracker is leading the soldiers. And there's sometimes a three-headed mouse king. Or sometimes a seven-headed mouse king. Three the mice in battle. What? Yeah, the original story, he's seven-headed. So usually he's three-headed. Because, like, seven heads is a lot. Ew. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then Clara, trying to save the Nutcracker Prince, takes her shoe off and throws it at the Mouse King to distract him. And the Nutcracker wins. Usually by stabbing the Mouse mm-hmm. King. Um... <laughs> Then the Nutcracker and Clara are transported to a forest where the Nutcracker becomes a prince and the snowflakes, the, the, the snowflakes, the snowflakes dance around them and act <laughs> the one. Snowflakes. So that's the end of act one. And they're transported to Narnia. <laughs> yes, exactly. So act two opens and Clara and the prince have traveled into the land of sweets. There are different national dances slash musical representations in this act. Spanish, Arabian, Chinese, Russian. There's also the dance of the reed flutes or marzipan, which is supposed to be French. And Mother Ginger, who's often played by a man. And the bonbons. That's confusing. Well, (laughs) usually it's like a... I think, like, like, the productions that I've seen, it's usually like... Uh, like a dad and he like because like mother ginger usually just like walks out and it's like this giant like frame of a skirt because it has to have all these little children underneath it it's like usually like a big metal frame and so like mother ginger is either on a platform and rolled out 
or like walks out and usually it's just like waving and going like oh oh no and like doing like yeah. silly things like pointing and like that kind of thing um and then it's kind of funny because it's like a man in drag haha so funny um oh it's like hairspray where they always have like yeah the mother of yes her like be a man in yes yeah gotcha um and then there's the waltz of the flowers which is not a sweet but okay um so then the sugar plum fairy dances with either the prince sometimes but usually there's the cavalier wait sorry yeah <laughs> is this where the dance of the sugar plum fairy comes from yes is it from this ballet yes <laughs> Make it i feel very <laughs> uncultured um then the land of the sweets say goodbye and then there are like various different endings but usually it's like clara is like waking up from her dream because like the the whole idea is that she like falls asleep in her living room and she's like transported into a dream she's not like the living room doesn't actually grow or anything she just has fallen asleep she just was Um, tripping and (laughs) yes pretty much so yes so a lot of this like music is like super super famous right so that's where the dance of the sugar plum fairy comes from i like the pentatonics version yeah yes okay do you have any questions about the plot i don't think so great so uh let's talk more about the history behind uh, Wait, so how does it end though did you say the ending yes they all say the land of sweet oh, like, she wakes Clara, up and there are various different endings sometimes clara stays in the land of sweets and becomes like the queen and sometimes she wakes up from her dream boom it's kind of like a wizard of oz and what happens story. to like the, what happens to like the nutcracker at the end though does uh, she like still have the he toy beco- he becomes the toy again oh okay she like usually she like falls asleep and it's like laying down with the nutcracker and then she oh, wakes yeah. up and she's like he was a toy all along like yeah <laughs> okay so at the time of its creation the history yes the russian empire was in a tedious place the music story and choreography are all reflections of this um at the time, Russia was a czarist empire and was on a rampage throughout Eastern Europe and Western Asia. And as the Russians swept through these areas, they took up a lot of the cultural aspects, claiming them as their own or using them as caricatures. Oh, um, that yeah. could yep. be problematic, maybe. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. If you look at all of the aspects of the production... Most of the material from the choreographer, who's French-born, to the story, which comes from Germany, to the different musical influences heard throughout, all of the material is, like, borrowed. Literally, like, nothing except for, like, Tchaikovsky and, like, maybe the dancers who actually, like, performed it the first time came, and, like, Ivanov came from Russia. It's all, like, all of the influences for it came from, like, different nations. Yeah, it's all borrowed. Um, the story was meant to honor the czar's. Um, I think it was Alexander, the third, his coronation feast. But the display, uh, was supposed to be a more childlike way, um, with like tea and coffee. So the tea is like 
the Chinese dance and coffee was the Arabian dance instead of like drunkenness with the wine and vodka that would have been at the coronation. Okay. Um, it's like supposed it was supposed to be like an homage to him. Um, these dances were meant to represent this is a quote what you can take from the land all in service to the crown and it includes the commodification of all peoples it's about what these places are worth to us not in terms of the people but in terms of spices and goods so like Mm. all of like the different like national dances that you see throughout it the spanish arabian chinese um i'm missing oh no and russian and the dance of the reed flutes were all supposed to like represent france yeah, that was France, yeah. but to represent different uh, things that those countries brought on Russia's conquests. Um, so one of the dances in particularly, the dance of the reed flutes or the marzipans, was a little representation of the newly formed military pact between Russia and France. Um, in the original 1892 photos, it's clear that efforts were made to flatter the French but that there may have been subtle nods to Napoleon's invasion of Russia as well. Um, But the overall idea was to paint the French in a more friendly light. So the nod to the Napoleonic era is seen in the party scene. Like, so a lot of the people in the party scene, and that's like the very opening scene where all the people are at the Christmas Eve party. They're all dressed in, like in the original 1892 version, in the photos you can see they're all dressed in what, people back in the napoleonic era would have worn um Mm, and then the toy soldiers uniforms were like what napoleon's army would have worn and so then the dance of the reed flutes was like a special tribute to france because of this like new military pact i guess between russia and france Wow. Which I thought was I never knew that. I thought that was interesting. Um, and it was like supposed to put French in a very like friendly light, which is interesting when you like see other uh when we talk about some of the other dances going forward here. Um, the Arabian piece, quote unquote, um, is a piece of music that is a Georgian lullaby. Um, Georgia is a country that is the intersection of Eastern Europe and Western Asia, and the nation came under the control of Russia at the end of um, 1800 and won back its independence in 1917. Um, And this piece, for all those who aren't familiar, often has dancers dressed in costumes that look like what Aladdin and Jasmine wear, for Mm -hmm. lack of better description, um, (laughs) and was meant to represent like uh the middle east kind of area that russia may have like had control or trade of yeah arabian um so like like any sort of like pakistani or like iranian or like uh indian sort of like area Mm -hmm. um and we'll talk about like (laughs) some of that like problematic stuff too but like some other problematic stuff but this piece is like not as i mean it is problematic in a way too because still to this day like a lot of companies typecast like dancers who look 
Middle Eastern, like, I guess. Look the part. Yeah. Look the part. Um, regardless if they would be the best, like, movers for that part. Um, mm-hmm. because of the, like, to hold up the tradition, you know? Because they look the part. Right. Um, right. and then continue to put dancers in, like, that kind of costume when many of those like middle eastern like cultures and stuff would never dress in like the women would not dress in that way usually um because a lot of like women in those cultures are like muslim and would not wear mm-hmm. that kind of exposure of like costumes or not, they wouldn't wear like not even like, costumes but like yeah um and like in aladdin yeah. in like the the scene where like you see like the women who have like the scarves over their face and who are wearing like the harem pants and stuff of like yeah like, and the bra tops like what um jasmine wears um like those are literally like like women from a harem like that's what like like the piece like kind of looks like when you watch it and like mm. a lot of people take uh have a problem with that and so people have suggested to be a little bit more progressive with that to move forward and say like like uh one company does uh like they have someone have their dancers dressed up like in like costumes that make them or like more like an abstract look of like a peacock to represent like a bird from that area or like something like that and doing movement more like that and Mm -hmm. um because like the piece nowadays people are just calling it like coffee and not like Arabian, so they're like, why would you need to be dressed like that too? So, mm. um, yeah. So that one's like me, you know. Well, we'll get to yeah. the most controversial part oh. of it in a second. Um, the Russian quote unquote piece of music is based on a Ukrainian folk song. Um, so like, do you know the Russian like song where it's like where the men like do like all the big jumps and stuff? The like that yeah it's like super famous um and then there's like the grandfather dance in act one i don't know if you would know that one but it's a german folk song um which like makes sense because like uh clara's family is supposed to be german it's supposed to be like okay um so we talked about the dance of the sugar plum fairy um the tinkly music that you hear um was made from an instrument that was bought in secret in secret yeah because tchaikovsky was scared that other composers would steal his ideas so he had his producer go to france and buy this instrument called the celesta and it's spelled like c-e-l-e-s-t-a i had to look up how to pronounce it because i thought it was like celesta but it said celesta um, mm-hmm. And it's a French keyboard. It's like a piano, but it has metal plates instead of strings. And that's what oh. makes that, like, really, like, tinkly sound. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, now we're going to get into perhaps the most, like, controversial aspect of the Nutcracker. And that would be the Chinese, quote-unquote, piece oh no <laughs> um that nowadays people have started to call the tea piece um where the dancers are traditionally depicted with pointed laborers hats like those russian not russian 
Chinese tea not rice. or rice patty hats, you know? Yeah. Um, like where the rice farmers yes. wore or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Long braids down the back. They use the pointed, the two pointed fingers, fans, parasols, the literally like Fu Manchu. This is like how like, like a website that was, that's like, like bringing awareness to it stated it fu manchu style mustaches geisha wigs which is first off not chinese um it's <laughs> japanese um shuffling yeah. and bowing choreography and other racial stereotypes um that right. came out of this era in russia and then continued and were perpetuated whether intentional or not as the ballet moved around the world mm. um and in the more recent years, probably the last, literally only the last three to five years, people have been really starting to address, like, some of the stereotypical issues within the ballet. The last three to five years? Yeah. It took them that long? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um. So, the the problem, so, one of the things that sprung out of this was um, this uh, website, like, that is, I think it's called Yellowface... I'm going to make sure that I'm saying this right. Yellowface.org. And it's a group of, it's called Final Bow, Final Bow for Yellowface. And it's a group of um, Asian descending dancers who took issue with a lot of choreography, not just in the Nutcracker, but in other ballets. And not just choreography, but production aspects, costuming, and uh makeup and that kind of stuff yeah um that was perpetuated and, and started because of white men and people who created the ballets a long time ago there's a lot of other ballets that right. like have these issues in them but the nutcracker has mm-hmm. this um and so one of like the biggest like things that not I don't even know if it's one of the biggest things, but one of the things that you'll notice that is in choreography a lot is like two, there's this, it's like a fist and there's like the pointer finger is out on each hand and there's like this choreography left with like head tilting and stuff. Um, and it's a, it's an imitation of a traditional Mongolian chopstick dance. So again, not Chinese. Um, where yeah. the single finger was to stand in for chopsticks. Um, but it's like super like unnecessary and like insensitive because it's literally like racist. Like Yeah. <laughs> you know, for lack of a better term. Right. Um, and the other thing is that there's a pigeonhole choreographers pigeonhole asian passing people who like dancers who are asian passing whether they're like chinese or not only fitting into these like asian roles so that they can never perform in these other roles like the snow queen or sugar plum fairy or whatever like we need you here (laughs) they are typecasting them into chinese and Arabian, and whatever. And so this website, yellowface.org, the final bow for yellowface, talks about, you know, saying, like, 
like because they're like asking the question for like people who are not Asian saying like well what do you do like how do we address this because it's tradition it's the Chinese dance how do you not have someone who's Chinese do the Chinese dance you know kind of thing yeah I'm like that's dumb you put the person in that role who does the best choreography the best work at the choreography right and that's what they say put the person who can dance the role the best in it and if it happens to be someone who's Asian great okay cool yeah but if it's someone who's white someone who's black someone who's purple i don't know you know like (laughs) like they that's who's in the role um recently um the pacific northwest ballet replaced their chinese dance with a green tea cricket um so they kept like the spirit of like the chinese dance and paid like a like honor to like the chinese culture by mm-hmm. having a cricket because it brings like cricket is like a symbol of like good luck and stuff. Right. And other companies have done um things like had like a a dragon dance or um like they've done like a warrior or like other things like that where they've been able to like rotate and refocus, right. change the focus of it. But so many people are like stuck in this like it's tradition. Yeah, um, and that's where it gets problematic so yeah like people find this like so difficult to navigate and I'm like it's really not though like people will still come see your show regardless of if you've done their eyeliner to make their eyes look more narrow like that's, yeah that's weird like why are you doing that mm-hmm. um just like for the sake of like they want to preserve tradition and that's like I feel like it'd be a lot more meaningful like to just do yes. more of like a like the dragon or like the cricket like more exactly like more like focusing like honoring the culture or like yes and less about like the thing is like in the dance world how people look is like people just don't want to like stray from like well it's this person so's original choreography and that's what we've been doing for the past 50 years and it's like yeah cry me a make a new tradition (laughs) this person's dead and they were a racist white male yeah (laughs) and sexist like like you can start something new and then make that like the tradition and like yeah yes so like yeah i'm like it's just like just stop like like yeah so and like it's also difficult because like the nutcracker is such like a revenue like bring in so I think Mm -hmm. people are scared to like change something because like if they change it and what if people stop coming I'm like but like on the flip side like that's what keeps it like interesting and like yes you know yes I was like I don't think that you're you're fresh I was like I have gone to see nutcrackers where the Chinese dance is like like truthfully like uh, like it's offensive yeah and I'm uncomfortable I can't imagine how someone who's actually like Chinese or Asian or anything would feel watching that yeah so yeah that's why I'm like okay so yeah but I mean like the unfortunate truth behind like many of these ballets is that like they were funded and created for the male gaze and by old white men in a largely toxic male-dominated society yeah and, like, the whole point of, like, art and stuff is, like, it's meant to, like, change. And, yes. Like, 
different perspectives and yes. society changes and yes it's like you're the core of the story is still the same yes it's not going to change it's, it's not like <laughs> Claire is going through the land of sweets like why can't we celebrate a culture instead of keeping the same caricature which is yeah. exactly what like this like male dominated society especially like because like where it stemmed from was this like like czarist russia again where yeah. they were rampaging through eastern europe western asia yeah making, like they saw these people as less than and yeah. so they were making fun of them they were able to like it was acceptable and praised to you know make fun of these people right and then like also this is a whole nother thing but they were like like the whole reason that like ballet is the way it is with body image and like all of these things is like the whole sexualization of young girls was praised and mm. i won't up open that can of worms right now oh but, no like <laughs> you know what i mean like, like yeah that's why like you see so many like like so many stories in ballet featured around around like young girls and such a, a girl dominated field right um yeah so we could talk about ballet a lot with me but <laughs> um so originally when the nutcracker premiered it was not a success mm. it actually never like went back to stage after that like in russia for like a long time oh wow and tchaikovsky died less than a year later and he would never know that his music would become some of the most oh, no. known and beloved music in the world for ballet and non-ballet people he would never that's like know so that. sad like how he like never got to see it like wow and he also like thought that like his music from sleeping beauty which like a lot of his music like from swan lake and sleeping beauty which were like the two ballets before this one like these three ballets of his and the music from them uh, they're not mm -hmm. his ballets but the music from those yeah are like some of the most popular music in the entire world like the sweets yeah. so like ugh, ugh. but <laughs> i have a fun fact about the music that he composed for this ballet though he only agreed to do the nutcracker if he could debut his opera as well which he did as a double feature the same night so i don't know if it was like oh my gosh that'd be so, a yeah. lot <laughs> yeah the ballet like didn't start until like midnight that night because his opera went first. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was a late nighter. So I'm like, maybe that's why his ballet flopped. Or like, probably because people were like falling asleep to it. <laughs> Just because they were so tired. Like, yeah. Well, know. and ballet back then wasn't like super exciting. So, um, <laughs> and a friend of his basically bet him that he couldn't write a good piece of music with a melody based on a one octave scale in sequence and he did which is now the adagio or the slow section from the grand pas de deux between the sugar plum fairy and the cavalier which is the and it like repeats over and over again yeah it's beautiful this um, makes me really want to go see like this ballet now i've never like, seen it chill oh chills to like watch oh it's beautiful um so the ballet was actually so the ballet premiered in 1892 it was not performed again until 1919 
You said 1892 to 1919. Mm-hmm. Wow. So like, what was that 28 years? That's a lot of math. 20, no, 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 no. 19. What was it? 19. 18. 1919. 1919. So that's 19. 20, 20, 27 years. This is so bad. I've not done math. 27 so years. years. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then the first time it was performed out of Russia was in 1927. And in 1944, the ballet made its first complete performance in the U.S. by the San Francisco Ballet. And the San Francisco Ballet has staged a production every year since then, since 1944. Oh, wow. Yeah. And in 1954, the Nutcracker came to New York with Balanchine, who was Russian. Um, And that's when it became wildly popular around the U.S. with Balanchine. Um, And after it came to New York... It will make it. It would make sense. Do you know who Balanchine is? No. Oh, but I know New York. You're killing, me. <laughs> You're killing me. It would make sense if you knew who Balanchine was. He's, he's I'm just, sorry. It's okay. Balanchine was like he's like the guy, the guy. Okay. The guy. Um. So then, since then, sorry, the Nutcracker has been reimagined over and over. And restaged in many different retellings, made into movies, including a Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I also have some fun facts about The Nutcracker. So, the music for The Nutcracker premiered before the ballet did. That's the whole fact. Like, <laughs> like the, the Just music. Just like in like a concert setting? Yeah. Or... Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, and the Radio City Rockettes. In their Christmas Spectacular, have a little Nutcracker segment oh. where they pay a little homage to the Nutcracker. Nice. Um, the actual Nutcracker toys are functional and are supposed to be for cracking nuts and were originally made in Germany in a town called Sefton, where miners who were out of work turned to wood carving in the 1700s and created these toys. Hmm. Um, and in German folklore, nutcrackers are known to protect the family and bring good fortune, so they are popular gifts. Oh, that's cool. To give, like, around Christmas, so it would make sense why, like, Drosselmeyer would give Clara, his goddaughter, a gift. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, so the music from the Nutcracker was used in Disney's Fantasia in 1940, which would be the first time that U.S. audiences would have heard the music. Yeah, with the little, like, fairies. I don't think I've ever seen Fantasia. Are you kidding me? You would love it, because it's all just, like, classical Nut- music. Nut- well, it's nut- It's uh, literally all music from the Nutcracker. Yeah, so why haven't you seen it? That used to be, I used to be obsessed with Fantasia. Well, why I haven't you it. seen Nutcracker? I've seen the Barbie one. I already told you that. No, I've seen like. the Barbie one. I already when told I think you of that. When I think of Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, I think of, like, the Fantasia dance of the sugar plum fairy okay where they're all like dancing and like on the in nature and then they like bring the different seasons to nature and like put dew on the spider webs and put frost you have to watch fantasia it's so good i wow wow i cannot believe you've never seen it i've never seen it it's so good yeah no i really don't think i have seen it 
That sounds cute, though. Maybe I'll fun. watch it. I'm sure it's on Disney Plus. I'm sure it's, it's on long. It's long. Well, and it's the basically is kind of long. Yeah, it's basically just like a bunch of, I guess, cartoons. I'm gonna say like put to like different music scores. Yeah. So it's okay. just like one after that. They're not like related at all because like then there's there's like a whole dinosaur one which is really cool and. I don't know. It's yeah. just all like random kind of. There's like dancing mushrooms at one point. That's so cute. Yeah. And then there's like this whole like mythical like with like minotaurs and whoa, not minotaurs. What's the body of the man and like the legs of like the horse? Is that minotaur? Centaur. No, it's centaur. Yeah, there's like the whole like whole story of that. I don't oh, know. I just you should definitely watch it. It's I really will. It sounds really cool. It's really entertaining. Wow. That sounds cool. Yeah. And then there's a second one, which is pretty good, too. But the first one is always bad. I, you know what? Next year, Mallory, I'm taking you to a Nutcracker. Please. I think that'd be fun. We'll go on a Nutcracker date. Yes. Maybe we'll go see the hard nut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I kept seeing, like, ads for it. I was like, I don't want to go see the hard nut. Yeah, like, it's actually supposed to be really good, though. Um, It's like... But I was like, I hate that name. Like, just for that name, I just don't want to go see it. (laughs) I really don't like it. So, but the name makes much more. I was like doing research for this and I was like, oh, that would be why they named it that. (laughs) So much. You can't change it because tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's the thing about fans (laughs) is everyone's like, tradition, it has to be traditional. So. Yeah, but you know what? That's also the thing about dance. You can break tradition. Like, I don't know, Balanchine broke a lot of traditions. Not with, I mean, not with the Nutcracker, but mm-hmm. like he broke a lot of traditions, and he was a big name. So like, if you break traditions, you could become a big name. Yep. I think like there was like a studio in this area that I'm in, and they did um a nutcracker and they had their fritz on point because he like like all of the other girls in his level were going on point and he like wanted to go on point too he's like why can't i go on point and they were like okay (laughs) and so when it came time to do nutcracker they were like all right you're gonna be on point as fritz and he was like all right let's go and then their drosselmeyer because they didn't have any like men to do it was a woman was a girl one of their older girls and i was like look at you guys go yeah <laughs> i was like who says that you like that you can't gender what does it say like gen- i guess like fritz wasn't gender bent but like drosselmeyer was gender bent like yeah i was like that's you know that's cool yeah because like it could be a godmother mm-hmm. so but like then people got all up in arms because they're like the drosselmeyer's a man it's like why <laughs> it doesn't say anywhere specifically that it needs to be a man for the right. story to work yeah exactly That's just what you're used to seeing it doesn't mean anything differently yep yeah well this has been <laughs> your smattering of facts <laughs> bye guys bye bye <laughs> wait how do i pause it